neutral star systems in peril. Darth Maul and Savage Opress command the planet Mandalore through the puppet Prime Minister Almec while they expand their criminal enterprise. With the Death Watch removed from power and the Jedi unaware of the villainous plot, nothing stands in the way of Darth Maul's vision for a vast criminal empire. We now find Duchess Satine imprisoned as her few remaining loyal subjects make a desperate attempt to rescue her. Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar, welcome to our 207th maliciously mauling episode of Mandavision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to find us is on social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show at MandavisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. Well, how is everyone doing? You probably can tell by the sound of my voice, a little froggy today. I think it's just allergies, <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't sound hit the ears real good. But you know we must podcast when we can podcast, so podcast we will. Uh, basically, because we have a massive episode to talk about today, we are here to close out season five's Mandalore trilogy, uh, and this is. Possibly, possibly one of the finest episodes of the series. Uh, it is a standout episode. It has got a little bit of everything for the Sours fans across the board. Uh, and particularly for us, members of Buckethead Nation, we're here for anything to do with Mandalore. Uh, and this is a big, big turning point for the show. It's got action, intrigue, emotion. It's It sets up many events to, to come it's 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 just it hits every single level that you could possibly want from your star wars episode of the clone wars this has it all and you know more importantly it just has obi-wan kenobi looking like a total uh um <laughs> ba ba i don't know that's that's, that's ridiculous but look, just looking like a totally awesome dude running around the lightsaber in his in some beskar that he borrows from a dude <laughs> it's it's awesome it's a great episode, and I cannot wait to talk to you about it. So, that being said, let's just go ahead and get into the particulars for this episode, because I, I can't wait. 
again, this one is massive. It's huge. It's epic. It's amazing. So we are here for Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 5, Episode 16, The Lawless. Written by Curse Collins, directed by Brian Callan O'Connell. Our plot for this week's episode, Darth Maul has taken over leadership of Death Watch. Though the Jedi cannot officially interfere, Obi-Wan Kenobi travels to Mandalore to rescue Satine. Our primary cast for this week. You know who I'm going to say. James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Anna Graves is Satine Kreez. Sam Witwer is Darth Maul. Katie Sackhoff is Bo-Katan. Named for the first time ever, Bo-Katan. We have the final episode of Ian McCrombie as Chancellor Palpatine slash Darth Sidious. And boy, does he bring the goods. Uh, that also means that we are in the official beginning of the Tim Curry era of, of Tim Curry voicing Palpatine and, and Sidious. So just for the record, in, in case anyone was unaware out there, uh, this episode and back in our, our, our first episode of the season revival, uh, Tim Curry is uncredited for his participation to help fill out the episode uh, as Palpatine, as Sidious. Uh, but starting... Uh, uh, next season, whenever we see we see Sidious, it is Tim Curry. So you will notice a bit of a voice change there, all right? This week, we also have Clancy Brown as Savage Opress. Omed Ab- Abdi is Amos, Amos, and the Mandalorian Super Commando. Again, Ahmed Abdi, we all know Dr. Pershing from The Mandalorian, uh, gets his first taste at the Star Wars Cup in this episode. Whit Hertford is Corky Kreese. Tom Kane is our narrator, and Yoda. Julian Holloway is Almec. David Accord is the Mandalorian Super Commando. Brian George is Kai Adamundi. Steven Stint is Masa Meda. And then that's that's basically it. That's what we got for you. Our Jedi fortune cookie for this episode, morality separates heroes from villains. All right, now that that's out of the way, it is time to dive into the episode proper, which means you need to do it. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Freeze. Hold it there. Death Watch. Oh, it's been a long time. It's okay, Auntie. She's on our side now. Why are you helping now? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. There was a time when we weren't enemies. Perhaps that time has come again. Come on, let's go. I did forget to mention our original air date. The original air date for this episode is February 2nd, 2013. My apologies for that. But yeah, here we go. We get caught up. We're back on Mandalore. And now we're focusing on Maul's plan for revenge against Kenobi. And it involves Satine and uh, Maul and Almec orchestrating this this escape attempt for Satine with the, with the rebels that are now opposing Maul's rule of Mandalore. This the sort of uh, a faction that broke away after the death of Pre Vizsla in last week's in last week's chapter, and again we know what's what's coming. Like it's all kind of there. This is what Maul wants to do. He knows. Again, <laughs> I guess I should say this: the way it's presented is like it seems like it's a genuine escape attempt that Bo and and Corky are orchestrating, not knowing that Almec and Maul are sort of allowing it to happen because they want. Satine to get just far enough away that she can send the signal to Kenobi, that she can try to break communication with Obi-Wan and, and draw him to Mandalore, where, where Maul has all the power, all the resources, and can 
make Obi-Wan suffer in the way the Maul sees fit. Uh, so the, right, right off the bat, the stakes are huge. Uh, now, and also, as, as I mentioned when we read the cast for this episode, uh, we know that Bo Katan has a name, <laughs> as Satine calls her Bo when she removes her helmet after, after killing Maul's uh, Death Watch troopers, right? Uh, and it also should be known, noted that this episode, uh, Maul's factions become very, very distinct in their visuals, right? They, there's a lot of, of red on, on, the, on the forces that have sided with him, as well as we see the beginning of Mandalorians adapting uh, horns to their Beskar helmets, right? So the distinction between Maul's Mandalorians and the other Mandalorians becomes very, very clear as this episode also serves to kick off the new Mandalorian Civil War. Uh, and there are some amazing visuals coming up in this episode to sort of underscore the fact that Mandalore is at war with itself once again. Uh, and we'll talk about that. But let's get to the part where, let's go back. We have to, we have to sort of cover the, the, the escape attempt of Satine uh, before she gets captured. Now, Bo is going to be able to get away. Corky's going to be able to get away. Uh, but Satine is brought back to, to the... To, bait the trap for Kenobi, but not before she's, but she's able to send the signal and that's what's important. So I want to talk about the signal itself uh, once it reaches the Jedi temple. So let's go ahead and play that clip. And then we'll talk about, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Jedi once again, because this is another element of, of, of why the Jedi is sort of like this failing institution. And we'll, we'll talk about that. Let's go ahead and play the clip. This is a message for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I've lost Mandalore. My people have been massacred, and Olmec is now the Prime Minister. I can't explain everything now, but Olmec has the support of the crime families. Obi-Wan, I need your help. Your thoughts on this, Master Kenobi? Satine has been at odds with the Death Watch for years. And according to a report from Padawan Tano, they are no longer in league with the Separatists. If there was a takeover on Mandalore, it was most likely an independent act caused by the Death Watch alone. Without involvement from the Separatists, this is an internal affair for the Mandalorians. I'm afraid we cannot help. We cannot just hand Mandalore over to these crime families and let Satine become a martyr. I'm afraid her decision to keep Mandalore neutral makes this situation difficult. Understand your feelings, I do, Obi-Wan. But to take action, support from the Republic Senate, we will need. You know what the Senate will decide. They will not send aid to a neutral system. At this time, nothing more can we do. All right, you, you all know what I'm going to say. I've said it before, I'll say it again. That the Jedi are a failing institution, uh, in, in large part because of the decision, however long ago it was in the Order's history, to, to, to bind itself to the Galactic Republic uh, because the, the rules of that governing body now dictate policy in terms to the Jedi and what they can and can't do and how they are, are used as, as, as peacekeepers, essentially, right? Like, the, the idea, the notion of... Well, listen, it's not canon, so I'm about to cite some stuff that's no longer considered canon. But when you go back to, to um, no, not the Old Republic stuff, 
<laughs> not then either. But if you look back at like the old Dawn of the Jedi stuff before there was a Galactic Republic, uh, and and you sort of get the notion of of Jedi as the sort of as as like well, you know wanderers. They're sort of like masterless samurai in a sense. They're sort of Ronin, right? They travel from world to world and they do the right thing as they see fit, right? Um, and I, I think when the Jedi are, are distilled down to that essence, they can be uh, this sort of effective peacekeeper, right? Like they, they, they are bound by the will of the Force. They follow the will of the Force and they do the right thing. You know, they, they do, they help the oppressed, they help people in need. Um, when you have them tied to a, a, a failing governing body, a corrupt governing body, a, 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 a governing body of any sort, Again, you, you, the, the Jedi are effectively limited. They're, they're cut off at the knees, and they, they, they just follow galactic policy, right? You know, there, there's, we know that there's slavery across the galaxy, and, and the Jedi let it happen because, the, gov because the, 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 the Senate says so, right? Like, oh, those are systems that we can't control, so we can't just have you dispatched out there and end slavery. That'd be insane. You know, it's... it's it's another reason why the Jedi, the fall of the Jedi is, is ultimately inevitable. Fall of the Republic, ultimately inevitable. And, you know, again, not to go too far down the rabbit hole and, and to get off track too much, uh, but, but I've mentioned one of my big uh, personal complaints about the sequel trilogy is that, is that, by and large, it looks like Luke is trying to do the same thing, bringing back this institution uh, that works by the same rules as the one before it. And that, that annoys me. <laughs> it's like Luke should have learned better. He should have known better, especially now that we know that he had uh, Ahsoka Tano's ear at some point. And, and she could have passed on her insights to, to the, the failings of the Jedi. And, and we'll get to talk about more about that uh, in the next batch of episodes that close out here, season five here. Because, again, uh, we're really going to explore uh, the, the cracks in the Jedi armor uh, in, the, in the next four episodes after this one. So... Again, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of beating, a, beating a, a, a drum that you've heard me beat before. But the, the Jedi, as great as, as, as they are uh, in theory, uh, in, in reality, in practicality, being bound by the Republic holds them back. And, and it ultimately allows for the Sith to, uh, uh, to chop their head off, more or less. So, um, but we know Obi-Wan will, will not leave Satine to her fate. Uh, we know that Obi-Wan will intervene. Their, their connection to each other, their history with each other. Again, that's not been explored in any other medium yet. There's been no book. There's been no comic of it. Uh, we just sort of have the stories that we've, we've made up in our minds to kind of fill in the gaps there of, of, of how deep their relationship is, of, of you know, did Obi-Wan sort of uh, violate his vows as a Jedi with Satine at some point? I mean, we know that they ultimately chose their paths but doesn't mean they don't have that connection still to each other, that emotion for each other, uh, as, as Satine will confess to at the end. Uh, and you know that Obi-Wan probably feels the same. He just can't verbalize it. Uh, and, 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 and yeah, so you know he's going to come to her rescue, and he does so. In, in the very familiar garb of, of Racco Hardeen and Anakin's old starship, The Twilight, that we haven't seen, I think, since uh, season four, maybe even season three. But it seems to be in a quite a state of disrepair. So as Obi-Wan lands on Mandalore. Uh, the ship is basically falling apart, which is sort of hilarious. And then using a tactic uh, that we are familiar with in Star Wars, he lures on the Mandalorian inspection agent trooper guy, uh, gives him the mum's rush, and, and 
hijacks some besker to walk around and blend in and it's it is the the color of maul right and at this point we you know obi-wan doesn't know that maul's there doesn't know that maul's involved he just knows that death watch has taken over uh, this new color scheme on the beskar doesn't seem to trigger him in any way he just seems none the wiser for it uh, now before that scene took place we do cut back to the mandalorian palace where uh, uh is it the sundari palace i guess that might be more accurate palace on sundari in Sundari, uh, where Maul does, where Maul and Omek talk and, and confirm that the escape was allowed to happen to bait the trap for Kenobi, Kenobi, and and uh, it works quite well. Now, as as Obi Wan is making his way amongst the city, we do find out that Bo Katan is is nearby, is watching events as they unfold, um, but she's willing to let Obi Wan go about his business, and he's going to make his way to the prison and have a little bit of a reunion here with Satine. And let's check that out. Here to do more of your master's bidding? I do my own bidding. Obi-Wan! Are you alone? Yes. The Jedi Council and Galactic Senate will be of no help to us here. I trust you have an escape plan, then. As always, my dear. And there you go. I just really like the visual of Obi-Wan wearing the Besker, putting on that bucket. Um, it makes me insanely, insanely happy for some reason. Uh, and, and again, perhaps like there, perhaps in Obi-Wan's uh, past, when he was protecting Satine and they were on the run during the last Mandalorian Civil Wars, maybe there was another point where he's w walking around in Besker to protect Satine. How cool of an idea is that? You know, the young, the young Padawan Obi-Wan uh, in that in that Besker protecting Satine, how cool! I love that idea. I'm into it. Make it happen. Let's 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 chronicle this at some point. You know, let's let's fill in some of of Obi Wan's backstory. Like, I, why not? Let's get into it. Let's do it. But again, the trap is baited at this point, and uh, it seems as though you know the escape won't be easy. But Obi Wan has a plan. He's going to try his best, but. A certain somebody arrives that really throws a monkey wrench into Obi-Wan's plans. So this is right after the Twilight's been destroyed and they've crashed. Obi-Wan on the ground, he's, he's moved some wreckage off of Satine to keep her safe. But now things get a little unexpected. No, it can't be. We meet again, Kenobi. Welcome to my world. Take them back to the palace. Well, that can't be good. <laughs> that can't be good at all. So now we'll cut back to the palace. Uh, Maul on his throne, Satine, his prisoner at his side, and Obi-Wan before him. Helpless. Uh, and we get into a, a really just... Just listen to the conversation. I can't. I don't even want to try to summarize it. Just listen. Your noble flaw is a weakness shared by you and your Duchess. You should have chosen the dark side, Master what? Jedi. Your emotions betray you. Your fear, and yes, 
your anger. Let your anger deepen your hatred. Don't listen to him, Obi. Quiet. You can kill me, but you will never destroy me. It takes strength to resist the dark side. Only the weak embrace it. It is more powerful than you know. And those who oppose it are more powerful than you'll ever be. I know where you're from. I've been to your village. I know the decision to join the dark side wasn't yours. The Night Sisters made it for you. Silence! You think you know me? It was I who languished for years, thinking of nothing but you. Nothing but this moment. And now, the perfect tool for my vengeance is in front of us. I never planned on killing you. But I will make you share my pain, Kenobi. Gets you right in the heart. Oh, it does. How can it not? Darth Maul, using the Darksaber, kills Satine in front of Kenobi. A helpless Obi-Wan Kenobi who can do nothing to stop it. Um, <laughs> I just... I get you. It's so good. Uh, in that speech, you know, Maul talks to Kenobi, referencing his anger uh, and, and, and his, his fear, his hate, all those dark side emotions. And... The look that crosses Obi-Wan's face is, is, is pained uh, because I, I believe, fully believe, that in that moment he remembers, he goes back to Naboo, to their first encounter, to that moment when Obi-Wan slices Maul in half. And he does it, and it's been chronicled in material in the past, whether that material is still canon, not certain of, but you know it, it's been widely acknowledged, widely accepted that part of... of of Obi-Wan's history is that in that moment, when he went through the, the, that laser barricade after Qui-Gon Jinn had been murdered by Darth Maul, uh, that, that Obi-Wan fights with anger. Obi-Wan is not there to, to uh, Obi-Wan's there for vengeance, right? A, another dark side emotion. And I think Maul touches on that in this moment. Uh, and we see the growth of Obi-Wan's character because he looks back on that and he winces. And he knows how close he came to uh, succumbing so, so to the dark side. Uh, and, and so that's why that's a really powerful moment right there, why it's, it's really powerful uh, for each of those characters to, to deliver. You know, Maul's kind of like delivering these verbal blows to Kenobi. Uh, but we see how much Kenobi's grown since then and how he's sort of shamed by that action when he was much younger. Uh, and then, obviously, the moment with Satine. Again, it's the Darksaber that does the deed. Uh, and, and, and her confession to her never-ending love for him. Uh, again, it's just, it's just really excellent stuff, and uh, Anna Graves does a fantastic job delivering the line with all the emotion in the world. Uh, and, and, and again, the animation here, the look on Obi-Wan's in his eyes as she says these things to him, uh, knowing that, that 
he very, very likely feels the exact same way, but can't vocalize it. You know, he just doesn't have the words to admit that. Uh, it, it's, it's, it stings him in a way. And, and Maul delights in his suffering uh, as, as he holds her in his arms as she dies. Maul delights. He soaks it up like, like water, like a, like a man in the desert drinking water. He just soaks it all up. He wants it all. Give it all. But there is, there is a consequence to this action, and that is, that is Maul's sort of glee at this at this moment, his delight in in, in the inflicting suffering on on another being, uh, is detected in the Force. It is detected by his former master on Coruscant, as as Chancellor Palpatine, as Darth Sidious detects the presence of his former apprentice and decides it's time to go to Mandalore to pay him a visit. And that's where this episode becomes even more than just uh, a, a culmination of the events on Mandalore itself. It, be, it reminds us that, oh no, the Sith, um, they take that rule of two thing crazy serious. <laughs> and um, it's just... Again, this is when the episode sort of becomes two things at once. Right? Now we have to get Obi-Wan off of Mandalore so that he can report back to what's happened there, that, it, that a Sith Lord is, is running, the, running the show in Mandalore, and that now is the time for, for some sort of intervention here or else all is lost. But now it also becomes about the Sith themselves and the, 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 the constant struggle for, for being the top dog, uh, and it just gets... So much better than it already has been. And it's already been pretty darn great to this point. This is also when a lot of things begin to happen at once. Again, the, the arrival of Palpatine on or Sidious. Let's just call him by his, his true name at this point, right? Sidious's arrival on Mandalore. Him, him choking those Mandalorian guards out. Uh, it, it reminds me in a lot of ways of, of Luke's entrance in Return of the Jedi when he's choking out the, the, the Gamorrean guards. Um, but just no... Because it's just cold, it's silent. He doesn't make any any noise. He doesn't try to vocalize anything. Just chokes him out and moves about his business. Right? Then we enter, we cut this back with Bob Bo-Katan uh, freeing Obi Wan, helping him to escape, uh, and 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 sort of the realization that not only does Maul <laughs> want Kenobi back in custody, but this is the death of Satine. The Escape of Obi-Wan Kenobi, these are the events that really spark off the next Mandalorian Civil War here. And this shot, as as Bo and Obi-Wan run through this corridor, and this giant blast door opens up, and we see Mandalorians just engaged in, in, in brutal combat with one another, is stunning visually. It is spectacular and glorious, and again, all the things that Star Wars is. And also, you have to see what Obi-Wan used a jetpack in this sequence a little early, early on, and it was rad. But let's go ahead and, again, this blast door opens up, and we just see Mandalore being, being blown apart by other Mandalorians. Check it out. Maul must really want you dead. You have no idea. Boom. So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> and we're going to get to the moment here where uh, the path is, is set... We're going to see Obi-Wan make the escape. But again, a lot of great action in the sequence. So, so pay attention to things because a lot of the things we see in this episode 
are things that we will see, that we saw in season three of The Mandalorian. The Comrade class cruiser uh, opening up, op- having that belly open up, and Mandalorians descend down from the sky. Again, we saw that in live action this past season in, in The Mandalorian. Uh, you see a lot of it for the first time here, but to then see it years later brought to life uh, on The Mandalorian is just that's it's it's just stunning. It's a stunning moment all around, and the action from this from this point forward in the episode is beyond anything. It's so good. I, I, you, again, you're getting it on two fronts because you're having uh, more of a straightforward conflict between Mandalorians, uh, but you're about to get conflict between uh, rival Siths, and that's fun too, but in a whole different way. And and to follow that up, that's that is the next scene, right? We go back to the palace. Maul in the throne room, this darkened throne room with with Savage Opress, and and just again we get we get one of two callbacks to uh, previous Star Wars films, right? This first callback is 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 going all the way back to A New Hope, so check this one out as Sidious makes his well we'll let them we'll let them all take it away. I sense a presence, a presence I haven't felt since master master i am most impressed to see you have survived your injuries I used your training, Master, and I have built all this in hopes of returning to your side. Hmm. How unfortunate that you are attempting to deceive me. Master? You have become a rival! And from there, the awesome lightsaber combat begins. Maul with his blade... <laughs> oppressed with his blade, his double-sided lightsaber, and Sidious with two sabers in his hand, and the combat is awesome. But now we cut back to the escape of Obi-Wan Kenobi from Mandalore with the help of Bo-Katan Kryze, and let's just let them summarize everything that's about to happen next, because it's a big turning point here. And this is our next callback. This goes back to Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, the moment when Obi-Wan realizes that Anakin is the father of Padme's children. So check it out. Go back to your Republic and tell them what has happened. That would likely lead to a Republic invasion of Mandalore. Yes, and Maul will die. But Mandalore will survive. We always survive. Now go. You're Satine's sister, aren't you? I'm so sorry. And they did set that up earlier in the episode where she tells Obi-Wan to find her sister. And she's like, who's your sister? And uh, so they put this all into place. <laughs> it was there from the beginning. And, and, and again, that's just a lovely moment, James Arnold Taylor delivering that line, uh, just reminiscent of the way Ewan McGregor did in episode three. Uh, and now we cut back. Obi-Wan makes his escape, and now we go full bore into Sith combat. And it is equally awesome stuff. Again, it's this is this is this is that that Star Wars lightsaber battle that you that you want. You want you know, Sith battling Sith, 
This is awesome. More of this, please. And there's some great dialogue here. Uh, let's just get to the chase, though. The moment that, that, that really gets it, right, that really brings it home is, 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 is Sidious uh, when, he, when he kills Savage Press, when he kills Maul's brother. And, 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 and Maul, he's, now he suffers the way that he just made Obi-Wan suffer. Uh, so they, the, the two characters continue to mirror each other in many ways, Obi-Wan and, and, and Maul. Uh, the way their sort of fates are, 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 are mirroring each other, I guess is the best way to put that. It's, it's very interesting. It's very fascinating stuff. And, and, and again, you don't mess with the supremacy of Sidious, right? Like, it, it, at no point do we feel that any of his apprentices have the skill set to, to rival him, to take him, to eliminate him. You know, they, they've tried chronicling this in... in uh, the Darth Vader comic books over at Marvel, you know, uh, uh, Vader has has tried a couple different times to to up the ante, but he's never able to get the drop on the Emperor. It just doesn't happen, uh, which is always interesting to me because uh, uh, as powerful as they want us to think Vader is, uh, he is a character that I'll use the word again is a tad handcuffed uh, because of his um, dependency on <laughs> cybernetics, particularly, but also because of a. Sidious is just a reservoir of knowledge, of dark side knowledge that that he can't seem to touch. But let's let's say focus on this, and let's hear what the moment is when they happen. Because this is, again, some great dialogue in here, some of the last stuff from Ian Abercrombie. So we should highlight that as they did dedicate this episode to his his memory, which is good stuff. So we're going we're going to go ahead and play it from the moment where Savajo Press is dying. Maul leaps to his side, much the way that Obi Wan did with Satine. Uh, and we see that the Night Sister magic swirling off the corpse of Opress. Because remember, he's infused with, with Night Sister magic to be big, bad, and strong, right? So uh, let's check this out, and then we'll hear Palpatine just cackle <laughs> as as he puts his former apprentice back into check. Brother, I am an unworthy apprentice. I'm not like you. I never was. <laughs> Remember, the first and only reality of the Sith. There can only be two. And you are no longer my apprentice. You have been replaced. Alright, so now we're about to get into some very serious combat between Maul and Sidious. Master versus apprentice, former apprentice. Maul wielding the blades, his his own red bladed lightsaber and the dark saber, versus Sidious's two red sabers. Meanwhile, in the background, uh, this it, it's it's sort of um in the style I I believe it's in the style of a, a, a was it Picasso's Guernica I believe, but it's a it's a it's a mural of Mandalorians versus Jedi. Uh, it, it's it's kind of beautiful in in in, in a weird unique way, right? Uh, as as these two Sith battle in front of it, uh, and it's sort of replica. You know, representing of uh, the history of, of Mandalore versus the Jedi, and then we have sort of yeah, and, and they have the embodiment of Sith versus Sith in the foreground here, uh, and it's super super cool. And again, as great as uh, Maul might be, <laughs> he's no match for his former master, uh, who who just mops the floor with him uh, in essence. And we'll hear those final moments right now. Have mercy. Uh, please, please. There is no mercy. Do not worry. 
I'm not going to kill you. I have other uses for you. <laughs> And that is the end of Maul, of Mandalore, of all, all, of all of it. Because again, there were plans. This is when this is when things get crazy, right? After shortly after this season wraps up, the Disney merger, the acquisition, all these things happen, and 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 Disney's going to cancel Star Wars: The Clone Wars, even though production was underway. They were making episodes happen for season six, uh, and what happens next is. The, the big four-parter mall episode arc that they had planned out for season six of, of The Clone Wars doesn't happen. The show is canceled before production can begin on that episode. So, you know, we, we sort of chronicled it as, as we've gotten to the episodes, to the episodes that sort of um, um, are relevant to the things that didn't happen in season six. We've talked about uh, the big Asajj Ventress arc that was planned for season six that got turned into the Dark Disciple novel. We talked about uh, the uh, episode that was going to chronicle the battle between Cad Bane and Boba Fett uh, and, and how that didn't happen. Uh, you can see animatics of that uh, on, on YouTube, I believe. You get an idea of the, the conflict between those two, the history between those two that sort of plays out down the road in, in the book of Boba Fett uh, when, they, when they meet up again uh, because it feels like that unproduced episode is still very much part of their their history uh, and then you have this mall arc this four-parter mall arc that was supposed to happen in season six that went unproduced uh, and then was later adapted into comic book form by i believe at the time it was still dark horse that did it uh, but uh, you can find it under the marvel stuff now uh, and it's it's darth maul a uh, son of dathomir check it out it's really cool and incidentally enough it will be the subject of our next episode because I do believe it is important to talk about uh, that comic book adaptation uh, for for the next step in arcs in, in Maul's uh, uh, arc, right? Because you know at the time when that comic book came out, you know a lot of fans we were left hanging. We didn't know where where things were going. We didn't know you know where where was the siege of Mandalore? When are these things going to happen? Uh, and and you know that was sort of that comic book sort of helped us bridge the gap a little bit, <laughs> you know because it was just based on some unproduced screenplays. But luckily now we have season seven, and we've seen the Siege of Mandalore. So it's fun to go back, and we'll cover the period of the Son of Dathomir books. Um, because it, they, I think, by the time, like I said, by the time we get to season seven, we're going we're gonna to want to know all these things anyway. So let's just do it next week. We'll talk about the comic book series. Uh, and it's a good one. My, mem my memories of it are very fond. So that will be what we do next before we get in hot and heavy into the Ahsoka Tano uh, four-episode arc that closes out this season in spectacular fashion. This is 10 buckets. It's beyond anything. Don't try to fight me on it. Don't at me, bro. I'm not going to hear it. It's 10 buckets, and that's the way it is. <laughs> all right. I think that's all I have to say about it. Uh, other than it's spectacular, it's awesome. Watch it. Watch it now. Uh, remember to find us on social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. A great way to support the podcast is by giving us five-star reviews on whatever format you're listening to. They really do help small independent Star Wars shows like us stand out, not get lost in the shuffle 
uh, beneath all those you know corporate produced Star Wars podcasts where they have all the fancy uh, advertisements and monies because we don't have those things here. This is just about love, love of the Star Wars, love of the Bucketheads themselves, the Mandalorians. And we're so glad you're here. Thanks for supporting the show. As always, you are the best. Buckethead Nation, you continue to be beyond anything I could have ever hoped for. Thank you so, so much. Uh, my name is Tom, Nargai Tom, and this is MandaVision. Thanks for being here. Continue to be amazing Star Wars fans to everyone out there. Uh, support each other. Recognize each other as, as, as we all have different opinions, but there are, each person's opinion is valid, and they do not need to be slapped down for being different from yours. So continue to be amazing Star Wars fans to everybody around you. We'll be back very, very soon. Again, we're talking, we're talking Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir next. And then the amazing four-part episode to close out Season 5 of Star Wars The Clone Wars, focusing on Ahsoka Tano herself. This is the turning point for her, folks. Get ready. Keep your buckets on. All right. We'll be back next time. Remember, this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.